Hello and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Chapter 5 of Doctor Who Flux, Survivors of the Flux, actually. And of course, we've got a little bit of news and stats, and Scott will be joining us a bit later on for Omega's Feedback Corner as well, for all the lovely listener feedback that we've received this week. Uh, But before we continue with our little uh, discussion on Survivors of the Flux, let's have a little listen to the trailer. These are primal forces of evil that we're dealing with. Some forces I don't even understand yet. I think I'm at risk. Events like the flux create ripples through time. It will have been foreseen somewhere by some smart people. You need to figure out that date and help the Earth. Pattern optimization in progress. We've been in this decades for three years now. Do you think we'll ever get back? Governor's the Tulipara fleet. Earth's shield is now breachable. How do you expect to protect this pitiful race? I do not know. You seem remarkably proficient at this, Miss Khan. There's no use being squeamish. We've got the future to save. Can you feel the time force growing? It's working. Just as we planned. Right. It is my turn to begin this week. So, um... Yeah. Um... I... I, I think I enjoyed this, actually. It, it's, it's it's a bit of a funny episode, this one. I've, I've, I've watched it a couple of times now, and it just seemed to be an episode that did a lot without actually moving anywhere. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've only seen it once, so this is only that few. Um, it does seem to sort of be following a pattern now, aren't we, of, a, of, an, of an episode that just sort of is a hodgepodge of different stories. Mm. Then we get an episode that actually does sort of centre around one story. Then we go into not much again. Yeah, yeah. And Which then we, we got last night. Yeah. Then we get a proper story, and then we get not much again. Yeah, it's it's really it's really weird, and it's um, okay. I mean, there's a few sort of I don't know if you say sort of earth shattering revelations. We now we now sort of find out that the uh, the pe- the person we all thought was. Um, <laughs> was all sock is now Tecteo, and it's not the White Guardian, so we we, we all got uh, yeah. we all got that one wrong. Yeah, so it really, I mean, the, the Doctor did nothing this week at all, um, and no. I think it was it was another very very quick resolution to the cliffhanger last week. So yeah. she wasn't actually hadn't actually been turned into Weeping Angel; she'd been turned into Weeping Angel to transport her outside oh. of, of the universe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so okay, fair enough, and I think the the Weeping Angels were just toying with her with leaving her companions back in 1900, sort of 1903, whenever it was. Yeah. No, 1901, wasn't it? Because uh, it, it, sort of it skipped forward a few years, didn't it? Uh, yes. They, they'd been there for some time. So, yeah, so you, you've got that. Then you've got... Um, then, obviously, I, th- I think the best part of this episode was really Yaz, Dan and Jericho's adventures. Uh, yeah. Which was very, very Rays of the Lost Ark. I, I thought actually with that sort of glow, tra- even with the map, you know, the line moving to the dots, you know, like Rays of the Lost Ark. Um, it, it, it was either that or Michael Palin was coming the other way, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe David Niven in his balloon. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, I thought that was the most enjoyable um, aspect of this particular episode. Uh, well, that you, seems to be the only bit that was actually moving, wasn't it? Yeah, but then it... In more ways than one. It, it was, but then it all sort of 
came to nothing. This whole thing of traveling around trying to find you know the signs that the, you know that you, you find the doctor's left uh, yeah. he has a message, a holographic message that people have left certain things that they've been predicting when the world was going to end. So they go on this little this little trek. Um, they then go and find this this hermit living up at a mountain in Nepal, which I thought was one of the best things in the episode. Again, I really did. I thought it was it was fan- a nice little comedic scene. And anyway, it says fetch your dog. So then we had them painting the big sign, which yeah. I, then the communist said I can't time travel. And then it just goes to Williamson. Oh, he's got these magic doors you can walk through. So it it all seemed to sort of amount to nothing. Their quest in the end. Because they should have just stayed at home. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to go to Nepal or, or to, uh, you know, to, to you know, in, in South America, to, you know, Aztec temples and things like that. So, yeah, it, it, it all seemed to amount to to nothing really. Um, and then, as, as enjoyable as it was, I mean, I didn't say, I, you know, I didn't enjoy it because I, I did. Um, but then, it all seemed to grind to a little bit of a halt with the Doctor. Uh, I'm not saying the scenes between her and, and uh, between Jodie Whittaker and Barbara Flynn weren't great because they were very well acted. Um, but again, didn't really sort of do a lot this week, the Doctor. Um, then you had the Grand Serpent gradually taking over unit. He's playing a bit of a long game with that one. And I'll come on to that a, a bit more later. Uh, and then you had Vinder's journey. He just missed Bell again by a matter of seconds, it seems. Yeah. Then he meets up with Di in, in Passenger and he's got a plan to get out. What that is, we don't know. Then it ends up with the Sontarans invading. So it's, again, there are so many plates spinning. Yeah. You've got one I mean, episode to go and I'm still not convinced it's going to be wrapped up next week. No. I mean, getting back to Carvanista saying he can't time travel, seems to be the only person in the universe that can't. Yes. Everyone else can, can't they? Because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, as you said, you've got... The Grand Serpent seems to be popping in and out through units' time frame all the way. I mean, as you know, as you get the point of, I mean, there was the nice little callback, wasn't there, to the as he's coming down the stairs at the beginning, or something in the sixties, ain't it? He said, "Oh, new, got a new corporal, wasn't it?" Yeah. Now, th- th- this was the thing that I was, I'm sort of scratching my head up, and it, it's only sort of. Muddied the waters even further with the with the unit dating controversy, <laughs> um, because in nineteen sixty six would have been the the Wotan. It was it was the War Machine story, wasn't it? That yeah. the, that the um, was it General Farquhar was uh, was referring to, and that yeah. was very much set in nineteen sixty six. It was contemporary London. So then you have the Brigadier who's a corporal in 1967. Now, I've read up a bit on this. When he retired from unit, it was 1976. That was in in Maldron Undead. So the whole unit thing has just got even more muddied by saying he he was a corporal. If they just said he was a major, would have made more sense in 1967 rather than saying he was a... I know it's all... The thing about unit is always meant to be set in sort of like the, the then far future... Or, or just sort of like, you know, 10 years from then or something like that. Um, not, yeah. you know, not, not that far, I shouldn't say far future, really. But, um, I mean, the nice it was to hear Nicholas Courtney's voice. I think making making him a corporal was a little bit... That was that was a pretty fast career track he had there, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he was an outstanding soldier, I'm sorry. He was, he was, yes. It's, it's, 
it's it's just showing that if you know if you put your nose to the grindstone and work hard and make the right decisions, you, you can go to the top quickly. <laughs> he certainly did. Maybe half of unit was wiped out by by uh, was it for, by the Grand Serpent or what was his yeah. name, Pren- Prentice in this. It's the only um, one left. Yeah, exactly. So I I yeah I thought it was a little bit. Yeah, that just muddied the waters even further. I'm now beginning to, to think that maybe a reset button's a good thing, actually. It stops people getting bogged down in this nonsense, to, to be honest. Oh, dear. But what about yourself, Paul? I mean, I, I've, I've sort of been fairly... Oh, I don't know what, what to say. I enjoyed it, but it's not without its its caveats, this particular episode, really. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just watching it trying to work out piece-together bits, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Rather than actually... Just sitting back and enjoying the story, you are actually, you know, all right, okay. I'm not quite sure. Does, how does that fit? Does that fit with what we just heard? You know, sort of thing that's going all the all the way through this. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't dislike it, but again, it's not something that you could ever watch without it being part of the the whole series. No, no. I think this is well. I say that. I think as we said that the. At the beginning of this series, really, this is like Doctor Who of old. You can't just watch a particular episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, from Hartnell up and through to McCoy, really, because yeah, it's all out of context. And this is going to be the same, really. It's all going to be out of context. So it has to be, has to be seen as, as a whole. And like you, there's so much being thrown up still. Now we are to the technically the last part. Yeah, I'm not totally sure... How this? I mean, I, I, you know, you sort of look at it and you're thinking, well, is it, is it now a straight fight between? Well, it's just the, I was going to say the Doctor and Swarm, but then that doesn't tell you where you've still got the Grand Serpent, you've still got the Centaurans. And it looks like, as, as per next week's trailer, they're throwing in the Daleks and the Simon into the well. mix as well. So, I mean, whether they'll just be little more than a cameo. Yeah, uh, you know that that remains to be seen. Because um, I think if you had a a Sontaran versus Cyberman versus Dalek battle, I think that would really detract from what this whole flux story is trying to tell. Yeah, which at the moment appears to be the end of the universe, end of our universe. There's, that's Universe One. It's everything's moving to Universe Two. So, um, which apparently is where the Doctor may have come from. So again, they're just sort of. There's no real answers to anything, still, is there? And, no. And I think if you're just going to cram it all into the last episode, I think we're going to come away wanting. I really do. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to have to be an exceptional last episode, now, isn't it? To to to, to pull all this together. Well, in a yeah. satisfying way. Yeah. Um. I, I think we still don't know what Swarm and Azure's motives are. We don't know why they're doing what they're doing, apart from at the moment it seems to be some revenge against division. But yeah. what started that in the first place? Yeah, uh, we've got no answers to that whatsoever, and really they're just sort of just popping up at the end of the episode. They don't actually have anything to. to they don't actually sort of drive the episode forward at all, do they? They're meant to be like the no. main antagonists, but they're not driving the story at all. They seem to pop up at the end, do something evil, and it ends on a cliffhanger. So, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, where it's where we've gone with this is yes, they've started off as the main antagonists, yeah. Then we had that little cameo 
by Barbara Finn's character, mm. which then made you think, oh, actually, she's the, the person, she's the main baddie in this, so to speak. Mm. And obviously now we're back with with Swarm killing her, and we're back with them again. So I, I just sort of think, it, it, it just suddenly occurred to me, actually, that they had to use the Weeping Angels to pull the Doctor out of that universe to sit in between universe on division space or seeds ship whatever whatever you, whatever you want to call it yeah so how did the doctor meet up i know it's meant to be sort of in, in that episode was it once upon time yeah because it wasn't appeared it, it appeared to be something happening right there and then it wasn't part of the doctor's timeline at all it, it seems to be happening right. to her there and then and it's sort of and then as we now know it's tech and just ushered her away and that was it done so there was no angels involved there, so I don't know how that, well, how that was supposed I, I, to happen. I suppose if the ship is moving between universes, that bit could have been just as the as her ship was leaving the universe. Could be. Maybe that Yeah, maybe right. that'll be explained next week. Who knows? And Who then knows? that then moved into obviously it's now moving between it's now halfway between universes. Mm. So we've got no idea of what speed it's going. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. As I say, I, I, it's, I'm coming across like I didn't enjoy it, and I, I, obviously, I, I did my initial review for after watching it more straight after watching it for the for the D- Doctor Who podcast, and I, I sort of did kind of, I did enjoy it, but I think it's watching on the on the it's that second viewing for me. That's really sort of a, it's it, it's raised more questions because I've able to watch it and digest it a little bit more, and I've been well, hang on, how did this, how did that happen? Why has this happened? We we still don't know why. We still don't know with Williamson. Okay, the tunnels. We how how are these magic portals appearing? How, how did he know to do this? Where how are they being created? There's again, there's still so many questions. Well, you know. Well, I mean, by the sound of it, he didn't. He was just building a. Basically, a bunker. But how do um, you know about the end of the universe? Yeah, that's what well, I mean. There's, there's yes, still, yeah. there's still lots more to. Although, although I mean, we've obviously had quite a, well, two or three different uh, psychics or whatever you want to call them, seers. Yeah. In this episode, anyway, haven't we? Of other people, so he wouldn't have been the only one. I mean, and the fact that you know, even in this time, even in the time frame of Yaz and Danny, should have been dead. Several years. Mm, yeah. So, you know, how, what, what is he, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. It, it's getting a bit, I, I'm just finding it a little bit sort of, okay, let's move this along now a little bit. I'm, I'm getting a little bit sort of, I got a bit frustrated watching it again, actually, because I, I just thought, I just thought now thinking, right, enough's enough, let's move this on because you're going to cram this all into the last episode. It's going to be really sort of, rushed and and it's convoluted enough as it is and he's introducing more players or, or pieces onto onto the onto the chessboard at the moment yeah. so yeah it's um it makes you wonder because yeah, because the grand serpent who you just thought was a was a far away character from vinder's past yeah in the t- you know in where he was hiding and he's where the doctor had hidden him in his own time stream mm. is now yeah some major character in Earth's history. Working for the Sontarans, it seems. I mean, was yeah. he working for Division prior to that? I mean, I'm assuming not, because he said when he killed that uh, 
that government minister in the back of his limo. He said he used to have people to do this for him. Yeah. So unless that is all that's left of division. But now you've also got the division like some universal Illuminati as well. It started yeah. off with the Thomas. Now it, it's got bigger than that. They're an influence in God knows what throughout the universe and, 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 and changing things. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, again, I know, yeah. what's so, happened to them? So, what's so, happened to the rest of them, you know? <laughs> you know, we've sort of grown up with the the Time Lords being this race that immensely powerful, but as one mantra was not to interfere. Mm. We've now got the Division, which seemed to be basically shaping everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that, that's just felt a little bit... A little bit weak, I think. If it's if it was still the Time Lords influencing stuff, some shady um, division of you know of Gallifrey, then I think I, I probably would have accepted it a bit more. But now they just become the, its own entity. Yeah, and it, as I say, it's like the Illuminati. Uh, if if you believe in in, in such things, uh, yeah, okay, that's that's a bit of a kind of been there, seen it, done it kind of plot trope. We've seen it done in other shows before. The X Files have, have done it, and they probably did it better, actually. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of not really on board with that, if I'm honest. I really am not. But, uh, but the other thing as well, obviously, that the Chibnall has really doubled down now on the timeless child. There's, there's no going, going back on this one. This all actually happened, and Tecton confirmed that the what the master said was true. So, and and you've now got the Doctor's previous lives trapped in a in a fob watch. So. Yeah, which you suspect is now well, as as it was given as as the proposal to her was, did she want? Would she want to know her? You wonder whether is Azur gonna give give the same offer to the Doctor that she gives up everything else for that? Well, we don't know, do we? Um, no. oh, we still don't know why Azur was masquerading as a human. I mean, I mean, are we, I mean, I I doubt if we'll get an answer to that. If I'm honest, no. I really don't. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I come away from watching this this on on the second occasion. I, I just thought mm, this isn't really working for me at the moment. And maybe, maybe if I watch it again as as a whole, you know, if I watch all six episodes, yeah. maybe maybe it, it will all piece together a little bit more. But I just thought again, we're just sort of treading like, water like slightly. Say, it, it's it's. I mean, this episode probably did feel more than the other ones that have asked questions like it's treading water because yeah as you say it didn't really we're not anywhere nearer to feeling like we're nearer to a conclusion than we were no which does make you think i don't know where the conclusion's coming from to this no me neither me neither um i mean plus chuck into the mix you've also got unit have got the doctor's tardis uh, left yeah. over, left over from Village of the Angels. So, and obviously they don't know who the Doctor is. They don't know what the you know it, to them it's just a police box they can't get into. Yeah. But I mean, is this going to play into it somehow? Is, is this how it all it all resolves itself using the TARDIS? I, I, I honestly have got no idea. I don't know which way this is going. That's I mean that's a good thing. I'm still trying to guess what how it's going to happen. Yeah. You know how this is going to get resolved. But um. Yeah, at this this point, I have no idea where the resolution is, and and no. who, and who is you know, actually, the main resolution, <laughs> even 
It's not no, even the fact yeah. I don't know how it's going to resolve. It's I don't know what what the main resolution is. No, and I mean the one thing I I don't want to happen is that Bell and Vinder are the Doctor's parents. I I really I hope that is because that would be so oh I don't know so bloody obvious. That's the one thing I don't want yeah. to happen next week. Um, or I'll just be something completely unrelated. But that's the thing though with Doctor. Everything everything's got to. Everything's got to revolve around, around the Doctor, hasn't it? With with that kind of, you know, kind of someone just, you know, they've just been separated and expecting their first child, and they're reunited, and the Doctor's done something good to bring them back together. But no, it's you know, you know, it's going to be they're the Doctor's parents, and they're the ones who are going to leave the child at the port, at the the, the the wormhole, whatever it was. And yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to that. If that, if that's the resolution for, for that particular thing, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, though I do think, though, that the, the this universe will. I don't think the Doctor will save our universe at all. I think this. I think this is where it's going now. I think because it will be a reboot of Doctor Who. Right. So you think it's the alternative universe is where we're. I think rebooting. that's where we're heading. Yeah, I think that's where we're going to. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is. Jodie Whittaker's Doctor's got to go to that universe. It's not going to, I don't, unless this whole thing is not going to be resolved until next year, autumn next year. Who who can say at this stage? Who can say? It's just odd. It's just the fact, if it wasn't for the fact that we've got the New Year's Day special, I could see that. I just can't see how you can then break away. How you, if if New Year's Day is a continuation through this, Mm. it's going to, Confuse a hell of a lot of people on New Year's Day. Well, it is. That, I mean, the don't you know that are just the the casual watchers, and I can't see how you can have a a casual watchers program if they haven't had some sort of resolution to this. Well, they've they've been you know they released a, a look a little little synopsis for the New Year's Day special. It doesn't give away anything, but they released a a, a graphic with, along with that synopsis. And it's out there. It's on the official, you know, BBC social media channels and everything. Uh, and it's the, basically that the TARDIS cracking up, apparently from the inside out. So it looks like the, I mean, if they're going to blow up the TARDIS again, I don't know. Again, that's becoming a little bit a bit stale now as well. Um, oh. Maybe this whole new universe, this new TARDIS, new Doctor, new everything, new Gallifrey. You know, it, it's a. But then. But then, to a certain extent, that, that's happening too soon. Well, yeah, precisely, because you've still got two... After New Year's Day, you've got two more specials two more to specials. come. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, yeah I don't I just, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But, but I mean, the thing is, I thought, you know, I'm not liking... I didn't particularly like the, sort of like the, you know, the, 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 you know the, the plot beats from this this particular episode, but I I enjoyed the acting. I thought it was very good. Um, I did enjoy... Yazdan and Jericho's adventures. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very, very, very well done. Um, as I said, the one that stole it for me was the was the mystic in the pole. I thought he, I thought he was brilliant. Um, but I'm, I've got to admit though, Paul, when I watched it, there was part of me I thought I don't know if you thought the same thing. I was thinking, is this mystic the meeting at the top of this mountain? Is it going to be Choji or Campo? <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't necessarily think that. I I don't know if I actually enjoyed that. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was just too far away. And I know there was a sense of yeah, you can have a basically, you know, you needed some sort of light relief in this. But I don't know. I just don't know whether. 
Well, no, I I liked it because it wasn't what you expected the mystic to do. Really, you yeah. something so mysterious and 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 you know signs and portents and that kind of thing. But he was just, oh yeah, what's the gossip? You know, or I've been watching you for the last three days. What you took your time? You know, so it's yeah, uh, yeah I I I enjoyed that little moment actually. I I've, I've, I've got no shaming saying that. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just the. I, I think, really, if you, I, that's what makes you think this could have. This was, originally planned as a as a longer series arc, really, because I think that would have taken out like the adventure of Dazjan and Jericho. Should have really been an episode dedicated to itself. That should have been the the, the story yeah. for that week. Um, and I think there would have I, been enough that, there for it. That, of course, is something that. We haven't was in saying that they've got a hell of a lot to do next episode. Mm. That is something actually. Yeah, I mean, was this is this being condensed so much by the fact that there should have been more episodes when it was originally conceived? The idea was originally conceived. I think that's. Um, I think that's that's. I think that's it. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. And why we are having such a, you know, you are having episodes that are just basically a lot of hopping about. Mm. Without you know really having a chance to settle on what those characters are doing, yeah, or, to, actually, or to advance the plot too much. It didn't. There was a lot happening, but but not at the same time. It was it was it was weird. I mean, whether yeah, whether there would have been some of these would have been episodes in their own right that are now condensed into seven minutes worth of storyline mm. in in this episode. I don't know. Yeah, but I think also, I mean, introducing, I mean, we actually, uh, his, his name a bit earlier on, General Farquhar, who was responsible for setting up UNIT, and we'll we'll get on to Kate Stewart in a minute as well. Um, but, again, you've got an actor like Robert Bathurst, or Bathurst, if you want to pronounce it, um, in there, and I thought he was a kind of wasted, really. And he was kind of playing the same sort of character he usually does. He, he was sort of like, it was like Sergeant Wilson in, in charge of UNIT, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, him playing Sergeant Wilson in those uh, Dad's Army. Actually, and Kevin McNally, because he played um, Captain Mannering in that, didn't he? Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, a bit yeah. of a Dad's Army reunion there. Yes, I thought he, he was a little bit wasted, really. Um, I'm not entirely sure why a bumbling individual like him would have been selected to head up the British wing of, of unit, um, with or without... Um, with or without I, Prentice's uh, influence, <laughs> part of me could see that actually, just from a point of view of actually the British Army not really taking to having to deal with United Nations and whatever, being told, oh, you know, we want you to set up something. So, like, who, who's the most expendable person we've got to push out to? Yeah, who who's the most malleable here? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who really are we not going to miss in the in the in the greater good of the British Army? <laughs> well, it it did. He did actually say because they he was embarrassed to have missed the the post office tower. Um, yeah, invasion. So yeah, he 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 missed Wotan. So yeah, and I suppose that's when they started drafting people like Lethbridge Stewart, Corporal. Colonel, mate, what sergeant? Whether he, he yeah. should have been at that particular point in his career and that particular time as well. Um, yeah, whatever. Then maybe that's why they're bringing in people like him. 
But I, I just thought it was a bit wasted because you, you, you bring in a, a, a fairly well-known British TV actor into it, and then he's he's gone. He only gets a couple of scenes, yeah. and he's done. You know, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shame. But uh, but then of course this I mean, does. I, I, lead... Oh, sorry, go on. Go on. Yeah, sorry. Did you want to? No, no. Go for it. Go for it. No, I was going to say. Well, at least that sort of ties in with the fact that obviously previously we've had talk of that unit doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it, it does. Sort of... It does sort of get away from that thing from that what people thought was just so Chibnall could do that joke about Brexit. Um, in yeah, in that Christmas um, special he did with it. You know, it's the first Christmas special he did. So. Yeah. Yeah, at least it sort of, it it called back to that, and it was all part of the Grand Serpent's uh, sort of plan. But Kate Stewart was more than ready for him, so a Lethbridge Stewart can't rise to the rescue again. But I like the fact now she's she's got gone gone deep. Osgood's still there as well, it seems. Yeah, due, due to that call. So that's uh, whether I don't think we'll see Osgood next week. Do you? I wouldn't have thought so. I'd have thought, yeah, I'd have thought we'd have had a, an appearance this week. Um, if that was going to happen, yeah, or it would have leaked out by of, now. Does, I would have thought, or or it, but what does sort of get me on this is if Kate Stewart knows, then why is she not tried to do anything until he's tried to kill her? Yeah, or he's announced he's shutting Unit down. Yeah, it just yeah. seems to be a bit odd that. Yeah, no. She, I, I, you default if, if if she generally believed that, which she must have done because she'd taken precautions before going to the meeting with him. Mm. Because she know she's looked into his history and everything. You know what? Why has she not done anything? Why did she not? Why was the confrontation with him not to actually stop him? Yeah. Why yeah. she? Why she had the element of surprise that she knew who he was. Rather than basically having that meeting, which warned him that she knows who he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the final confrontation kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah. There's. Do you know what? The more we while we discuss this, the more I'm sort of I'm finding fault with it. Um, I, I I didn't think I'd find this much sort of fault with it, really. But as I say, it's it's just it's just a, such a weird episode because I enjoyed it at the same time, and that's what I'm finding difficult to get a handle on at the moment. The problem is there is cause there is so much happening, you you sort of just get swept along, don't you? Yeah, precisely. I, I, do you know? What? I think this is this is what's happened. I, th- I think if we if we go back and watch this again in its entirety, I think it will be a cut. You will you will again just be swept along with it. But I think also you'll now also be sort of well, hang on. You 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 watch it now. You know after next week's episode, you'll be watching it now. Well, that never got resolved. This never got resolved. For argument's when sake, that person come and go, and they never yeah, or, or that was an unsatisfactory resolution because you thought, oh, the, the the setup was great in the episode, but the payoff was rubbish later on, and or you know, yeah. it was brilliant later on, you know, um, whatever way it goes for you, but it's yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, last week I was I was very very much, oh, this is all playing to Chibnall's strengths, but tonight now, you know, what now we're sitting down and talking about it. I think we've had two episodes. Out of six, where the, where everything's kind of come to a standstill, and it's just lots of exposition and not a lot well, else. Well, it's not even exposition; it's just basically throwing more into the pot. Um, like I say, it's just yeah, it's just a question of. I mean, if it has a wonderful 
episode next week that ties it all together, then this may actually be more enjoyable watching it again, knowing, being able to pick out the bits and say, oh, of course, yeah, that's that was that, and this was, you know, whatever. Mm, but yeah. at the moment, no, it's just a matter of... it's. I think it's more worries building in me that it's not going to be. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, we've all... We've all, I mean, you know, we've enjoyed it, haven't we? Let's let's be honest. We have enjoyed it, you know. Even even though we're not sort of particularly, you know, enthused about this particular episode, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I did, I did, I didn't, I didn't come away. And last night, I didn't find myself doing other things while it was on. I didn't finish watching it, thinking, well, that's fifty minutes, some fifty-five minutes, I'm never getting back. Never going to get back again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So. So no, I quite enjoyed it. I'm just, you know, I just, I still don't. I think I'm just frustrated. That I still don't really know what it all means. <laughs> I think that's that's half the problem, isn't it? Um, I mean, I think this is why everyone's getting a bit worried because they think it's going to be. I mean, I think everyone's praying it's going to be an absolutely sort of outstanding episode next week. Yeah. Um, and then, as you say, I think everyone's slightly worried that it won't be. Yeah, it's all going to be a bit of a a bit of a damp squib, really. I hope not. I really do hope not. No. So, well, w- w- that remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. Um, I mean, have you got anything else to say on this one? No, not what, really. Anything you want to... <laughs> no, no. We, just, we, we kind of sat and slagged yeah. it off, really, didn't we? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not that. It's, it's just literally, yeah. We we we've had a we've had a holding pattern <laughs> podcast, really, because that's all yeah. we've got as an episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel exactly the same way. But, uh, but, well, that's what we thought. So what did you at home think of this particular episode? So let's go over um, where I'm sitting. I'm going to move over to the other corner with Scott and go over to Omega's Feedback Corner. Those who oppose the will of Omega shall not live. Yes, welcome back once again to Omega's Feedback Corner. And I'm once again joined by Scott. Hello. Hello, Scott. So, uh, first things first, we've got some late feedback for Village of the Angels, and this one's from Bill McCann III, and Bill says... I said it before and I'm saying it again. That was one of the most impressive episodes for you of Doctor Who that I've seen in the new era. This time, when the Doctor becomes a weeping angel, it was perfection. The location Claire's set up, the reactions of all those who witness it, the Doctor's surprise shock and horror tone of the sound track the visual effects team the writing team it all came together seamlessly a credit to jamie magnus stone's direction and script interpretation this is one of the most visual stories which is told so per- superbly while well, that to find fault with its exposition it is probably an indication that you blinked far too often as you experienced it every cast member turns in in a on a full performance, it has a riveting plot. It expands the Noera's law while it sprinkles in clever callbacks to classic Who. I give it a thirteen out of ten. Thank you, Bill. And now on to feedback for survivors of the flux. And we're going to start off with David Gale. Now, David sent us his feedback on Twitter in two halves, actually. Mm. So um, the first thing he actually sent us a tweet midway through watching it because David says. I'm almost halfway through, and for the first time, I'm enjoying Chibnall Whitaker's episode so far. Not too much exposition so far. 
I decide at the end, but so far so good. But then he follows it up later with a further tweet which says, A shooter with a chimney with a good Doctor Who. I eased into it with a few Beaver Town be- beards. <laughs> I have to say, this is the first time I could believe Jodie Whittaker is the Doctor. The story was really good, as was the supporting cast. Su- supporting cast. I would love Professor Jericho as a companion. I think we all would. That would and be funny. It would be. And next up we have Abby Peck. Uh, but Abby's got a slightly different take on things. My least favourite so far of the five episodes, although the last ten minutes were strong. OK, thanks Abby. And next up we have Alan T. Butcher with his usual... Jolly good. Jolly good. Okay, and next up we have Kevin Mullen. And Kevin writes in to say... Loved it. Daniels and Jericho made an excellent team, I agree. Just as many questions as answers. It looks stunning and the last ten minutes were epic. Oh, and Scott, I hope your dad is giving you a risk in a rise in pocket money for all the work you're doing on the podcast. At least another five pounds. Yeah, Sadly, got... I don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to work for your money. Yeah. Yes. Okay, next up, Felicity Brown. And Felicity writes in and says to us... Glad to see a little more about crazy Victorian man than me. Still makes no sense what, no, whatsoever. No, it doesn't at the moment, does it? And next up, Andrew Gill. And Andrew writes in again to us and says... I love the Grand Serpent, but also, ew, what a creepy way to kill people. I agree. I can... I can't... Can't wait for the last episode, but no idea how they're going to tie all that up. Love Jazz being so proactive and finally getting a bit more on those channels. Yes. Thanks, Andrea. Yes, and then next we have Jeff Jeffrey Waddle, and Jeff says... Cinematic and spectacular. Absolutely loving this season like none other since it came back. Epic. Yes, epic. Thanks, Jeff. Yes, very epic. And now we have Steve Powell writes into us... Awesome stuff. What a splendid season this has turned out to be. It's exceeded all expectations so far. I just hope Chibs can land it next week. Uh, Don't we all? And last we have Adam J. Purcell from the Staggering Stories podcast. And Adam writes in quite a lengthy piece of feedback for Scott to read out. Yeah, that was very good, but I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. Things are certainly coming together with indication that the Division storyline may be wrapped up in the next episode. I was expecting it to take until then Whitaker's run. Mystery Woman tucked in all along. I lost that bet, not the White Guardian. Is that the end of her? Looks that way, but then the Master could find would find a way of surviving that, so wouldn't, why wouldn't she? Good to see some context for for the controversial decision to get rid of unit. I presume and pleasantly hope this means they're all back in action soon. Nice nod to the brig or colon, colonel at that point. Does all of this imply the Grand Serpent is working for the division? Seems that way right now. If so, then so did Vinda. How did the Doctor struggle hard to find any of them? They seem to be everywhere suddenly. Very much a running around episode for Yaz, Dan and Jericho. But then if you look at the Doctor, didn't really do all that much either because she was... But she did learn a lot. Will she get those memories back? I can see it going either way. It's done a lot of crime into one episode, depending on how much spill over into the specials. Right now, it seems unthinkable that the New Year's one can be a jolly standalone, but we'll see. 
Yes, indeed. We Whoa. will see. Well, wow. so thanks again, everybody, for writing in to us. Uh, please keep your feedback coming. Uh, so we've got one more episode to go. So uh, please don't forget to keep writing in. We can email us or, or, or tweet us or just leave some feedback on our Facebook page. So once again, that's it from Omega's Feedback Corner. So bye for now. Bye. Okay, so that was feedback. But now, unfortunately, oh, I'm sorry, everyone. It's stats. It's Omega's stats corner. Righto, there, everybody. So the unofficial overnight viewing figures for Survivors of the Flux was three point eight two million viewers, uh, which was up on last week's overnights, uh, which was three point four five. So and up on series threes as well. Yes, indeed, indeed. So it's um, Doctor Who's back. Everybody. It's back, everyone. It's back. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's um, yeah. I think of, I think last week's episode. I think it's had a bit of a knock-on effect with with viewing figures, but I think it's yeah. um, it, it's still. I think it last night. It still sort of was one of the most watched programs on BBC television. So if anyone's looking at that, thinking ah, it's rubbish. Well, no, it's not. It's one of the most watched programs on the BBC yeah. last night. So, you know, fantastic, good stuff. But the consolidated viewing figures for Village of the Angels uh, was 4.55 million, which was uh, a very sort of, considering the overnights were 3.45. So that was a good um, a good uptake. And the AI for Village of the Angels was 79. So it shot up four points. And so it should be. That so it should be, so. exactly, exactly. So it's uh, well. So we're not going to dwell too much on the um, on the ratings or anything because well, it, it is what it is. Doctor's not being yeah. cancelled because of this. Um, I think there's been a few articles sort of floating around uh, during the week that saying you know ratings are everything, and I think the BBC America ratings were a bit poor. But well, the BBC America ratings have always been poor. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very very. I don't think a lot of people know the existence of BBC America in America, funnily enough. Um, it's, I think, probably only Doctor Who fans would. But there you go. Uh, and, and, and the, adv- adv- the, 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 the diehard Doctor Who fans have already watched it before it's been found. Yes, <laughs> found indeed. Ways found ways to do before, it, yes. Before precisely. BBC America's shown it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think if everyone thinks they're going to wait for... Uh, official channels to watch these shows in pretty much like on what we're doing paul with um star trek discovery season four um yeah who gives a toss yeah, about be, official be, channels yeah, be, be, be interesting to see what figures that gets when it's finally <laughs> broadcast in this country yeah um yeah hmm. that was a kick in the teeth wasn't it but uh, anyway that's star trek we're, we're we, we talk about doctor who on here so uh but yeah. that's it for um stats and everything so what's in the news now we just got a, a, a couple of uh, news items one i haven't actually been able to find but i'm going to talk about anyway point i don't know if you've seen this it's the obviously you know rtd is coming in to take over from chris chibnall in 2023 and 2023 is the year of the 60th anniversary so uh we all knew that there was going to be or well, we know now there's going to be a 60th anniversary special uh which is going to be rtd's first sort of thing to make for, for Doctor Who when he, when he returns. However, there was been a news report during the week. Now, I'm, I will believe this when I see it actually come out of either Bad Wolf Productions or the BBC itself, but apparently it's going to be a 60th anniversary series, not just a special. Right. 
So what what do you make of that, Paul? I don't know. Well, series series could be quite loose, though, couldn't it? I mean, series could be three episodes. It could be. Yeah, precisely. I think people think. Oh, it it's doesn't about, necessarily a re- mean to be. Yeah, it's a return to the thirteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could, it could be anything. Um, but it's funny just using the word series as opposed to special. Um, apparently, he's going to start filming it next year, which would make sense. Yeah. Uh, whether we'll get to see who the fourteenth Doctor is remains to be seen. I, I, do you know what? I'd love it if they just kept that under wraps. I'd, I'd love it if they just don't announce anything. Now, in this day and age, where where um, actors have got their agents and they're quite keen that for their agent wants to get them out there um, and get them known because it, it makes their stock rise. Blah blah blah. So. The chance of, of the 14th Doctor being kept a secret is going to be pretty bloody slim, I would have thought. But yeah. I'd, I'd love it to happen. I really would love it to happen. Well, the question, one of the biggest questions, of course, is how much are they, when if they're starting to film next year mm. and the last of the Jodie Whittaker specials is probably going to go out in the autumn of next year, yep. they may well have had to have started filming with the new Doctor, before they've killed off the old Doctor, if you like. Yeah. Um, and that's going to make it extremely hard to keep, keep who that it's going to be yeah. under wraps. Yeah, I think the what the way I sort of kind of see it is obviously they've... Jodie Whittaker's filmed the regeneration scene, but the 14th Doctor wasn't there. And as yeah. we reported on last week's uh, podcast, the uh, 13th Doctor TARDIS console set has been dismantled. Yeah. So if they haven't filmed anything the fourth, we don't know how the, the Doctor's going to regenerate, do we? We, we? Everyone just assumes it's going to happen on the TARDIS. Uh, may not be the case. We, we honestly don't, obviously do not know. Um, it would make a, a change for the Doctor not to regenerate in the TARDIS because that's all that's happened since the show came back in 2005. Um, so it will make a nice change if, if that is not the case. Uh, but then again, you don't need the actual set there for them to film on the TARDIS, do you? No. With CGI and green screen technology and everything, so you you don't need a, a natural physical set for that to happen. So No, yeah. yeah. As you say, as you say, the Doctor can regenerate anywhere. I mean, yeah. I think very few... Well, I mean, like, Tom Baker didn't, the fourth Doctor didn't, the third Doctor didn't. <laughs> no. The second Doctor didn't, and the first Doctor didn't, so it was... Oh no! The first Doctor did regenerate on the, on the TARDIS. Oh yeah, he just got back, didn't they? Just yeah, got back sorry. in time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. There, there, yeah. there were thousands of Doctor Who fans out there, Paul, crying out in yeah. pain at your. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that it's just interesting the word series has been used now rather than rather yeah. than special, uh, which makes it sound rather epic. A 60th anniversary series. But as you say, it could just be it could just be three episodes long. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Really don't know. But oh, uh, we don't know. I mean, it's probably more likely to be a series if it is because it is RTD than it would have been as a new showrunner. Mm. I mean, as we as we said before, we couldn't really see us getting a sixty if if it was going to be a new showrunner because you couldn't have thrown someone in as their first series. But obviously, that doesn't count anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You, you've got some with form there, haven't you now? Yeah. So it's uh, no. It, and, I, it, I, interesting. and I still say the fact that you wanted to do this, you wanted to do an anniversary show, is the reason he's come back now. Yeah. Because he, he was going to have to have a long wait to the next one. Well, I mean, everyone, the 50th. 
Exactly. I mean, I mean, everyone's assuming it's going to be a multi-doctor story. I mean, it could be, but not how you think. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping... It's always nice to see the old actors come back into the... Um, step into the, the, you know, the shoes of the Doctor again. But I'd like to see him do something different this time for anniversary. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it depends on how it is, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, I think it's just because it's expected, really. Yeah. Now, isn't it? It's an anniversary um, special, and it's expected you're going to have other Doctors step back in. Now, okay, for the 50th, it was different, because 50th is a real my- milestone, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think, as we discussed before... 60th isn't really a milestone for a lot of things. It usually goes 50, 75, doesn't it? So, well, it remains to be seen. remains to be seen. Anyway, um, our last item of news, and I didn't talk about in this podcast, it was announced uh, last week that the literally just after we uh, published our uh, our last episode, um, it was announced that the Abominable Snowman, the Patrick Trout and the Missing uh, Patrick Trout and Snowman, is to be animated and will be released next year at some time. Yeah, I, I suppose it kind of makes sense. This is, this is one of the next ones to be animated. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I I think it's... Uh, we, we did actually cover the uh, Target novelisation, didn't we? A long time ago? Yeah. I think we did, didn't we? Many, many years ago yeah. now. I think, I think we, we did um, we did cover I've, this yeah, one. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a memory of it now, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is unusual for us because we usually cover the stories because we do the, the Target book with the the televised comparison, don't we? Yeah. On this on this on this particular occasion, we didn't. So it's uh, no. I'm I'm looking forward to it. We've got a nice little um, a nice little trailer um, that you can watch online as well. And I think well, that's gone up on our uh, on our Facebook group. But uh, yeah, I'm glad they keep sort of churning these out because I think there's um, there is a rumor going around that BBC America. Because I didn't know. The animations are part funded by BBC America, and I keep hearing rumblings that BBC America could pull the funding for these. Now I really no, hope this... figures. Yeah, <laughs> there you are. So I hope it. I hope this isn't you know this isn't true um, because they really have been sort of getting to grips with the animations now, um, and it it does seem to be this is the only way we're going to see these stories. I mean, I, I don't know how these sell in terms of DVDs because I've not. No. I've not... No, me neither. No, you never see anything. But you'd thought they must sell reasonably well. <laughs> oh, they've got to, haven't they? Surely. Um, you know, so... Or as well as nearly any other type of DVD that comes out, I'd have thought. Yeah. And they can't... They're not... I mean, as as costly as they are, they're not... Uh... Yeah, I've, I've never I've never really thought about it, to be honest, about what, what, what the sales figures are for these DVDs. I, I'm assuming they must be doing... I mean, if they're just being made well. for the, to be shown on the BBC and BBC America, I'd say, yeah, these may well be a costly thing. But hmm. I would have thought the sale... I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it may be proved that there's really no sales of these. But they, they, they seem to... Everybody on Twitter seems to get them. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, mine's pre-ordered already. I mean, sod it. <laughs> I'm yeah. there. As soon as they announce these things, I'm there. You know, um... It's this one. I'm hoping going to do more of the the Blu-ray box sets because um, I'm running out of shelf space. So every time they do a Blu-ray box set, it, it makes a hell of a lot of work so I can get rid of a load of a load of DVDs and have a nice little huh. Blu-ray box set sitting there. So it, it's a nice little space-saving <laughs> purchase, actually. Uh, but because I keep doing these animated stories, I'm now adding individual 
cases back to the shelf again. So as soon as I make some room, I'll fill it up again. Until they do the Blu-ray box set. Oh, I know it's coming. I know it's coming, but... Oh, dear. Again, again, I mean, you know, the fact is... And then they get a double sale. (laughs) Yes, of course, though, because they know mugs like me are going to buy it all over again. (laughs) Actually, these are funded by... BBC Worldwide, BBC America, and you, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are, actually. And Omega's Mugs Corner, I think, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, but... Uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. these could stop if either BBC America pull out or you stop buying them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the there end you are. So I, I, I hold the future of these animations in the palm of my hand. Oh, my <laughs> I have dominion over you all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh crikey! Oh well, that just about wraps up the news for this weekend and this and this podcast actually. So it's uh, yeah, it's um, I feel a bit of a shame to sort of five episodes in, a bit of a downer this week. So hopefully we can come back a bit more buoyed next week. Actually, a bit, a bit yeah, more, a bit I'd, more I'd, upbeat. I I think probably the disappointment is that we haven't had any answers. Still haven't had any answers. Oh no, oh no, just rather than rather than, than this yeah. We'll sort of throw us a bone here for Christ's sake. <laughs> but uh, there we are. So we haven't got long to wait. Another week to wait, and hopefully all our all our answers will be there for us. Though I sincerely doubt it. I sincerely yeah. doubt it. So uh, Paul and I will be back next week to review the Vanquishers, Chapter Six of the Flux, um, and also Scott will be back to read out the um, the, the sort of the last of the feedback. Um, as well, before uh, Scott takes up a more permanent reviewing role um, on the Who's He podcast, so he'll be, he'll be doing his, his own reviews of whatever uh, whatever takes his fancy, really. And uh, so I haven't quite figured out yet um, whether we'll drop them on as his own individual episodes or just as a feature on a normal podcast. I haven't quite sort of figured that out yet. Depends how how long he how long he, how long he talks for on his first review. We'll see. But until next week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye for me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you don't want to miss a show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and if you have time, leave us a quick review also. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music, and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to leave us feedback, you can do this through Twitter, at who's underscore he underscore podcast, and also through the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. You can find all of these links on our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Whoa.